Hey, all right, we're back. And uh, it's been a little bit, been uh, fighting the good fight, and the devil sure does try, but it doesn't matter. We always triumph in Jesus' name, and, and we know we've already won the battle. So whatever battle you're in today, I pray that you're looking to him because then you, you know that your hope is, is there and you've won. Um, man, I, the Lord wants me to talk a bit about repentance. And really, repentance is such a root of why people aren't getting anywhere in Christianity. Just simply because of the fact of nobody explains to them that it's not as simple as forgive me for all these things. You, you actually have to cut down to the core and look in the mirror and realize you can't say forgive me for this and it's really because somebody else you know, caused me to do this. I mean, we become such a yeah but society that we're like, hey, oh, everything is, is always because of something else. But in truth, we make our own decisions and we decide to, to say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to uh, go ahead and do that. And then afterwards, when it doesn't turn out the way we wish it would, we're like, oh, well, that's because somebody else made me do it. And you want to talk about things in society being so broke down. There you go. And that goes as well for the, the church buildings, as it were. Um, the body of Christ is strengthening. And, and the only way to really be strong in Christ is to repent and come to Him. People say the phrases. People say the words that their pastors tell them to. But what they're not being told is that it's, it's a personal journey. You can cry out for Jesus anywhere. You don't have to do it in a church. You don't have to do it because somebody else told you to say these things. Um, you know, in times past, I thought that made sense at times. Uh, but, you know, as we grow in Christ, which we do spiritually, regardless of physical age, our spiritual age is, is what we're feeding, hence the milk to the meat, right? But the point is, is we would avoid much issue if we just owned what we do. Now granted, there are some things that happened in the past we don't really remember. The Lord understands that, but there's things that we very much so know. Like say for instance, you're into pornography. You want to say, hey, forgive me for my sexual sin. No. You want to say, hey, Lord, forgive me for the porn that I look at and the type of porn that I look at and help me remove these things from me because he has the power to do it. You just have to ask for it, and you have to be honest, because he already knows. And where you're coming from a humble heart is when you're humble enough to be on your knees in repentance and saying, Lord Jesus, I, I need you. Forgive me for this. This has been plaguing my life, and you're the only way out. You're the door. You're the only way, and, and I need you to remove this from me. If it's alcohol, if it's drugs, it doesn't matter what it is. He is the Almighty. He's got the power to remove these things from you. And you have to look in the mirror and say, yes, I do these things. If it's an anger issue, say it's an anger issue. If it's a lying issue, say it's a lying issue. You, you can't fight an enemy if you keep dodging what it looks like. And truthfully, turn, look in the mirror and say, there's my enemy. We put ourselves in a position to feel like everything is okay. Oh, we go to church and the pastor says that's fine. Or, you know, man has decided that, you know, through all these years and, and all these different uh, seminaries that I've been to, that these things are fine. You know, his word is like, so by law, by the law of the world, 
or by the law of a state or wherever you live, you get married in the court of law, right? Why? Because it breaks down to tax breaks and all sorts of stuff. So it's really a tangled web that's weaved into us getting into, you know, this goes into politics, goes into all sorts of stuff. But it's a way of us to neglect our morals with God to be a part of the system, right? We're supposed to be separate from the world, not a part of it. So every time we do these things, just like, oh, well, we tithe and we get to take 10% off our taxes for tax breaks, so that's why I write a check with my name, even though God clearly tells us, no, you give in a closet. You don't give by writing, once you write your name, don't tell me you don't know that somebody else sees that and it gives you clout in the church because you give a large sum of money. And then you get to feel better about it because, well, I get a 10% discount on my taxes. So you don't think the devil's in the details in that? The answer is yes. You want a real blessing? Put money in, cash, don't let anybody know, don't let anybody see you, let nobody know. Rejoice in doing it, and God will give you way more than 10% back in a tax break. But they're not gonna tell you that because it's it's become a click. It's become all sorts of different things like that. So in a likewise fashion, they're still, because that money's coming in, they're not gonna tell you how to truly repent. They're gonna say, see, you're forgiven, it's all done. Yes, Jesus already did the work. But there is a step in which we need to take, and that is humbling ourselves on our knees. Remember, the wisdom's at Jesus' feet, and he is our king. Do we not kneel before our king? Why do we then stand up and, and pray in church? That's the opposite. And furthermore, there again is another one. We're supposed to pray in a closet. We're not praying in a closet when we pray standing up, right? So with those things being said, how many different things are we doing that is against God's word? Well, you wouldn't know it because you're not reading. And that's another problem. We feel all well and good. I showed up on Sunday for an hour. I'm totally straight. I know I've said it a million times before. The answer is no, you're not. You're in church every day because you're the temple. If you're walking with the Lord Jesus, you'll know you're walking with the Lord Jesus because it will make sense as it goes and your faith is in him, not in what you can do because you can do nothing unless he gave you the ability to do it. Therefore, in repentance, he gives you the ability to repent, but we choose to go with what man says because it makes us feel better. Just like mom saying, hey, I know you're only third place, but I give you a ribbon, right? You see, you're the best. Okay, no, you're not because you were third and yet, we, it goes back to the yeah but society. We all get a ribbon. We're all yeah but. It's always somebody else's fault. We have this hypocrite mentality. You, you want things to be fixed at the top. You want things to be fixed in politics? Then fix it at home. First, turn yourself, yourself, to the Lord. Let him fix you. Stop trying to remove a beam out of, or a speck out of your brother's eye when you have a beam in your own. Start looking to him in everything. Build the foundation there. Build the foundation with your home unit. Spread the word that way. Let people see your light shine because of Christ Jesus in your life right there in that moment. And then that'll spread like a awesome plague into everybody else's home because they're gonna ask, well, what's going on? Why is that so different? I mean, I go to church, why isn't it the same? Well, I don't go to church at all. And when I do, it's, it's often disappointing, uh, but the point isn't to, to disparage that. The point is, is to say, I have become extremely close with the Lord. I could have been on an island, and if, if my heart seeks, it will find. Meaning, you're never too far away for Jesus to get you. 
same with a person I met at a gas station, you know, hard light. Well, I can't come to Jesus yet because I still smoke weed. And it's like, see, that's what society has done. We've decided to say, you've got to be clean like a Pharisee before you can come. No, he does the cleaning. He just asks you for faith, right? To worship him in faith. Love no other God besides me in faith. But see, we don't do that. Because we have too many of our own idols in which are set up. One being in the mirror, and two being, well, everybody else does this, and I care about what everybody else thinks. But the fact of the matter is this, if you read God's word, you'd understand, in being separate, we will have trials and tribulations in this world now, but we'll also have many blessings in this world now. We won't be liked by everybody, because we will be living His way. His way does not look like everybody else's way. If everybody was living his way, if there was really 2.5 billion professing Christians that were truly walking with Christ in this world, we wouldn't be living in the world we are. But the fact is, it's become nomenclature to get you elected, nomenclature to get you out of something in, 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 in court, rather than we just present it as, hey, clearly this guy follows the Lord because the favor, the favor goes ahead of you and it's behind you and it shows, it shines in your life. That's the fruit. He fights our battles for us. He's already fought those battles. We don't have to go in there swinging a sword. We go in there with confidence and faith. The Lord's already worked out the details. And so in repentance, we need to repent wholeheartedly about everything. And everything that's on your mind, everything that you can think of, and personally point it out. And then understand these things too, because I, you know, I had these conflicts too in mind, but then I realized, I was like, why? Why would we not say what we already know is in our mind? Because he hears everything we think and hear. He knows what our thoughts are. He knows what's in our heart, truly. Good or bad, it doesn't matter. He already knows. So the only way to get to the root is to say, boy, I really have trouble with porn. I really have trouble with this. Why do I like this? And then as your relationship grows and things start to pop back up, bring it up anyway. Oh, you know... have trouble with masturbation, Lord, what's up with that, right? But remember, you're building a relationship. He's your father. You're going to him saying, hey, Dad, I'm really having trouble here, right? Or your best friend, hey, bud, I don't know why I like this so much, right? But he already knows it, and he has the answers for it because he's all-powerful and all-knowing. And you can be released from those chains. And it's not like everything happens overnight. It could. But it's not like it does. It's a work in progress. And he is long-suffering and patient. He gives us the time. He gives us the space. He gives us the ability because he does it for us. And he knows. It doesn't mean you're not in Christ if if you've only repented. You're starting to get through the root. Man, that's the work. He does the work. He does the teaching. He does the leading. He just asks for you to let go of your control, let go of the wheel, let him hold it and go. And... Again, if we could just work on this individually, one-on-one, all things would fix because the foundation would be correct within an individual, then within their family, then within the, the mayoral, then within the state, then within the country, then within the world, right? So we need to stop pointing our fingers at everybody else. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, you know, you haven't repented. I, I'm not going to tell you that. What I'm going to tell you is, You really need to pray and look into these things and ask the Lord, Lord, is there something I've been hiding and forgive me for hiding it, right? Because you can't be in his protection if you're hiding a secret, even though he knows it's there. 
you're leaving a doorway for the devil to get directly into you and mess with you and make it so you never actually make it to salvation. And you don't want to leave a door open for you to be shipwrecked, as Paul says, spiritually shipwrecked. And you will be if you allow these things. Again, I am not perfect. I have made many mistakes. It would take thousands of hours to explain. (laughs) But I'm sure we'll get to parts. The point is, repent. Repent now. Because you don't know when your last breath will be. I know I say it all the time. I will continue to say it. Because this could be my last time talking. But I will repent. (laughs) Because there might be something I didn't know about. I'm going to ask and repent. You have to do these things. And you have to look to yourself first. Hey, married men and women, stop looking at your wife and blaming her. And wife, stop looking at your husband and blaming him. Maybe you turn to the Lord and look in the mirror and say, okay, what am I doing and what can I do? Most prayers that men and women make are like, oh, well, I changed my husband, Lord. I'm perfect, (laughs) right? And what do we do there? We go, oh, we're doing the yeah, but it's him, right? But then... When, when the Lord comes in and he starts changing you and you're like, but what about him? And he, just like Peter said about John, well, what? What is it? You know, he's like, what's the difference to you? What did I do with him? It's like, you want help? I'm going to help you, right? And sometimes you're your own worst enemy. And actually, most of the time we are. The point is, we praise the Lord. We look to him in all things. We put him first in all things. We worship no other thing but him. And he will help us weed out the things need to be weeded out that are getting in between us and him we need to read his word all the time by ourselves even if it looks like shakespeare pray read pray read pray read he will open things up to you he will give you understanding but first you must diligently seek if you give up after a few days a week two weeks of it and say i'm not getting anywhere well the devil won because you didn't really put in the effort and because he is righteous our Lord Jesus is righteous. God is righteous. We know this. He knows that if you're putting in the effort and you're digging deep for that foundation, he, you're going to find it because he promises that. But first, we need to see, is this what we really want or is it just to get us out of this situation? Just like going to court and saying, oh, I'm a Christian. Well, that gets you two years less, right? No. Or, I'm a Christian. Vote for me. <laughs> Okay, great. Uh, How many people have said that and went totally AWOL? Right, exactly. Because it, it doesn't make any sense. Repent. The Lord is coming at any time. Your final breath could be at any time. We're supposed to live that way. We're instructed to live that way. Don't build on another man's foundation, meaning your pastor's foundation. Don't trust in his foundation to hold you up. We build on the foundation of Christ Jesus crucified. We build our own foundation on top of his. He is our rock, right? He is our chief cornerstone. We will build and we will pray and we will have faith and we will help others find a way to build. But we don't build on other man's foundation. We build upon our rock and it is our own personal foundation. Stop assuming that coming to a building for an hour every week will save you. And stop letting other people beguile you into thinking, oh, you're good because you said this phrase. It's not true. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise God Almighty. Praise the Holy Spirit who's dwelling and 
and I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day and that this was useful and helpful. Um, we'll have more to speak on and uh, just remember, keep looking up.